Welcome. Now, my name is D. Ludlow. Now, before we get into this episode, go to the description, click the link and get your M&A Mastery Toolkit. This is a free download, which gives you some of the tools and resources that you need to start your M&A journey. Don't forget, go to the description, click the link. It's a free download and enjoy the episode. So we've come to the end of 2022 and I'm going to give you a bit of a breakdown and summary of my thoughts over the past 12 months. Now, if you are a 5D program member, as you know, we keep you up to date on the entire macro landscape globally. And this year has been an absolutely wild year for markets. So I'm going to start with stocks. Now, we have seen world stocks experiencing you know, the worst year that they've seen since the financial crisis with trillions of dollars wiped off stocks. You know, global equities are down around 14 trillion. Um, you can literally buy stocks like Alibaba cheaper now than his IPO price back in 2014. We've also seen wild swings in commodity and FX, mainly due to rate rises and war, but and all the uncertainty that surrounds everything in the world at the moment. We've seen the collapse of crypto giants and also just tons of things that just don't quite make sense. Um, talking about crypto, you know, FTX, Luna, Celsius and others collapsing, becoming overly exposed. And it makes you really think about the entire crypto market. And what's really interesting is in a bull run, you see everyone flock to everything that looks like it could go and do a, a hundred or a thousand X and nobody wants Bitcoin, right? As soon as we go into uncertain conditions and into a bear market, nobody wants none of those high risk shit coins. Everybody flocks to Bitcoin and, you know, uh, it's definitely the safe haven um, as a crypto asset. And I think this is why people need to definitely um, separate Bitcoin from crypto. And also, with the FTX collapse, what's really interesting is, um, and actually quite laughable, Sam Bankman-Fried, um, he actually managed to use a house with $1 million of equity to escape on bail, which was meant to be a $250 million bond. Um, what's also funny about this is the, the actual equity in the house that he used as collateral was one of his parents' houses that he bought for them using stolen funds from customers at FTX. So, yeah, actually laughable. One thing I will add to this was Sam was one of the biggest donators to the Democratic Party's campaign, but I suppose that's a story for another day. Um, moving on to real estate. Um, real estate is definitely looking rocky. Uh, mortgage demand is at its lowest in the U.S. since 1997. Uh, but look, the 30-year mortgage rate has doubled since the start of 2022. Um, so, you know, that doesn't help. Um, over half a million people are behind on rent. You know, annualized house sales have dropped rapidly. And even Blackstone's real estate fund that was super bullish for real estate um, is now losing steam. Uh, even the automotive market is looking rocky. Um, around 8,000 cars are being repoed a day in the U.S. So, you know, as you can imagine, credit scores um, are being hammered. Uh, Credit Suisse um, admitted that they suffered a bank run and actually breached liquidity requirements as well. Um, so again, a lot of uncertainty, especially when everyone kept banging on about the bank, banks being so liquid. And then we see uh, situations like this. Um, but again, there is videos inside the portal where we um, talked quite heavily 
around um, the banking system, um, especially the European banking system, uh, uh, the Target 2 system and everything that comes with it. Um, talking about central banks, uh, uh, the ECB actually raised rates by 250 basis points, which is actually a record, even though this time last year they said they wouldn't budge. Uh, we've seen the Fed, they've, they've raised rates by 400 basis points. Um, so yeah, you know, there's been a lot of things going on, especially from a central bank's um, perspective. Um, I've also seen a lot of talk on energy because of the energy crisis. And um, actually, I read an article on solar energy. Um, but the issue with solar energy as of right now is China basically controls the entire supply chain. So the polysilicon wafers, the cells, the modules, China manufactures most of each of the main components globally um, for solar. Um, but it seems to me that, you know, China's biggest problem at the moment is that they've been anchored to the C word. Um, you all know what I'm talking about. Um, it looks like they, 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 they're trying to move out of that situation right now. It's looking like it. Um, we'll see what happens now that progresses. Hopefully that repairs some of the supply chains that still haven't recovered um, since um, the, the pandemic. Um, and also there are tensions, you know, rising at the moment with China and Taiwan. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, also, you know, to add to the uncertainty when you're talking about tensions rising between China and Taiwan, of course, this war in Ukraine has caused huge amounts of uncertainty and been a bit of an issue with um, energy issues um, as well. But look, if you listen to some, some of my early podcasts in 2020, um, if you scroll back, um, for my comments on deglobalization, CBDCs and QE, my thoughts haven't really changed. You know, I've been really speaking about the same things for almost three years now. So it's definitely good to go back because I went into some of these topics more in depth back then. Um, and look, we've seen record high inflation as well. You know, we've had um, and, and to, 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 to go along with the inflation as well in the UK, we've actually had the largest pay rise in recent years in the UK. But due to inflation, the workforce uh, still took a pay cut. This is the sort of environment that we're living in right now. Um, and you see now the unions um, are you know, now fighting for uh, pay rises as well. So again, interesting. We'll have to see how that plays out. Um, and then you know, moving on a little bit to currencies, um, the Russian ruble has been the second best performing currency. I would say supported by the Moscow's um, capital controls, but still, we've got to remember this was destroyed after that initial invasion in Ukraine. So, and to see that come back as well, um, again, is, is interesting, right? It's interesting to see how many things don't quite make sense at the moment. And you can make as much sense as you want if you want to try and find the answers, but it is definitely um, quite crazy how things are just all over the place at the moment. Um, and look, Artificial intelligence, for anyone that hasn't been living under a rock, would have seen ChatGPT, OpenAI's um, uh, new release. Um, and it is, is looking like, you know, AI is going to lead the way uh, and also potentially become the catalyst to universal basic, basic income, which, again, is something that I've banged on about for a long time. So I'm not going to bore you with my opinion on that again. Um and also the BRICS nations looking super, super dominant at the moment. So if you have not researched the BRICS nations, 
I would definitely advise you do so because I do feel that this is going to be a big part of the future and it could be a big part of the next global reserve currency or that basket of currencies that we've been talking about for a long time. But look, I've talked a lot of doom and gloom today, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, <laughs> and 2023, in my opinion, is going to open the door for a huge amount of opportunity, right? Those that apply themselves correctly will win. Those that go into a shell or into survival mode will most likely feel pain. Unfortunately, that's just how it is. Uh, you know, taking a growth mindset into 2023 is essential to prosper, uh, in my opinion. And look, the future is not here yet and the past gone, okay? We can't live in either of them, but we are here now. This is where we need to live. This is where the focus needs to be today, okay? Tomorrow's always coming and yesterday's always gone, right? But today is here and now. So positioning yourself for today, make sure you do it today and you have to make decisions today, all right? And for those that missed my last 5 a.m. club session of the year, I talked a lot about why buying businesses holds the biggest opportunity. And on one of my slides, I actually Googled um, the top five richest people in the world currently. And the one thing that they all had in common was they had all bought businesses and scaled to where they are through business or acquisition or generally both. Um, look, there's no ceiling in business, okay? No ceiling. Uh, number one on that list was uh, Bernard Arnold. Um, he scaled his uh, luxury brands group um, by acquisition from pretty much day one. If you do some research on Bernard, um, you'll see how he's been heavily involved in acquisition from the early days and now has put him number one on the rich list. Number two was Elon Musk, probably the, the outlier of the top five. You could class him as a bit of a startup genius, but you know he is most known um, for Tesla, which is a company that he acquired. Um, he didn't start that one. Um, number three on the list was Mr. Adani, um, scaled his entire empire through acquisition. Number four on the list was Bill Gates. He did have a great platform company in Microsoft, but again, scaled aggressively through acquisition, and now he owns pieces of hundreds of different companies. Number five was Jeff Bezos. He actually scaled one of the biggest ecosystems in the world with acquisition, right? If Amazon wants to hit in certain sector, they will buy a sleeping giant in the sector or the giant in the sector. Um, so he's number five on the list. And there's a reason why the top five list are all in the acquisition space, right? Now think about it, right? No one on that list has got there because they're a property investor or a crypto investor or an FX trader or a drop shipper. None of them, right? They're all there because they have good, solid businesses. And once you have built your own empire and you've accumulated your own wealth, then you have to focus on protecting it, right? So the world we live in now, especially if you're in the UK or the US, really need to think about um, the plan and what it is you're doing right now. Because if you actually think about it, we pay the government to go to work. If you wanna go out and buy stuff, you have to pay the government to do it too. If you decide that you don't wanna pay them, then you get fined or you go to jail. So this is the system that we live in. So building and protecting wealth is a super skill. So whatever skills you have now, ask yourself, are they good enough to do what you want or need to do, right? If not, make sure you acquire the skills you need in 2023 and make 2023 that year of change that, you know, 
you grow exponentially regardless of what happens in the global economy you have the opportunity to to, to enhance and develop your growth mindset and grow through it and you know some of the biggest learnings comes from times like this and some of the biggest businesses get built in times like this so look guys i hope you had a great 2022 and i hope you all have a great 2023 so happy new year and i'll see you on the next episode